Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you. Today, I'd like to share some insights about the Great Awakening to Israel, the Jewish people, and the Torah among Christian Gentiles everywhere. It is a fast-growing phenomenon connected to the rebirth of the state of Israel. In fact, more and more Christians now are returning to the written Torah, a love for the Jewish people, and a strong commitment to the safety and security of Israel than ever before. And I believe this is what Paul prophesied in Romans chapter 11 when he stated that the fullness of the Gentiles would come into the olive tree of Israel first, and then Israel would turn to Messiah and be saved, triggering world redemption. I believe that the return of Gentile Christians to the olive tree of Israel and the written Torah as the foundation and framework of their faith and lifestyle is a huge sign of the end times. In a moment, I'm going to jump into Romans chapter 11 to look at some of Paul's statements within their own historical setting and Jewish backdrop versus looking through the lens of the church fathers or later reformers. In so doing, we will see some amazing things that are very exciting and meaningful. Keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I am simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. Okay, so let's jump into Romans chapter 11 and verse 25 and work down through this, uh, this verse. It's such a powerful verse. Uh, I think you'll be excited about it. Paul says, I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery. And, and Paul has a lot to say about mystery, the mystery of the Gentiles and Ephesians, his epistle to the Ephesians really kind of clarifies what that's all about. It deals with the Gentiles who are coming in, identifying with Israel as part of Israel and walking in the framework of the covenants of promise. And so Paul, in talking about the mystery of the Gentiles, ties that in in Romans chapter 11 with this whole aspect of the fullness of the Gentiles coming into the olive tree of Israel and how that affects Jewish believers and Jewish unbelievers. So here he says in verse 25, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel. Think about that, a partial hardening. Not a total hardening, a partial hardening has happened to Israel. And why? Because Israel was disobedient. In fact, she has a long, long history of disobedience. She was disobedient to Moses all the way back, what, almost almost 3,500 years ago when she became the chosen people. She was disobeying from the word go, and she continued in disobedience generation after generation after generation. She got kicked out of the land. She was brought back into the land. She became disobedient again. And we see God chastising her over and over and over. And then Israel, as a nation, was disobedient to the second and greater Moses, Yeshua the Messiah. 
In fact, they, as a nation, rejected Yeshua, God's Messiah. So God chastised them again, his people, by hardening their hearts, partially hardening their hearts, and a partial blindness to their eyes, to who the Messiah is. This was the chastisement of God. It was a partial hardening. Now, now the reason I say partial is because there were a number of Jews who did believe that he was the Messiah. In fact, there was a strong and vibrant minority of Jewish believers who believed that Jesus was the Messiah and that he was the long-awaited uh, uh, answer to all of their hearts' cry. But as a nation, they rejected him. And Israel's sinful rejection of Messiah was not a fall from grace, like most people think. It was simply a stumbling in grace. Paul says in verse 11, I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. So even in the rejection of the Messiah, it wasn't a fall from grace. It was a stumbling in grace. And so they got a partial hardening and a partial blindness. Uh, But many Jews did come to faith and have come to faith in every generation, even today. There's many, many Jewish people who believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And the Gentiles, by the millions, in fact, billions, really since the the, uh, second century on, uh, the influx of the Gentiles has been enormous. And so just as Paul says, the rejection of Jesus as the Messiah resulted in him being given to the nations, and the nations are coming in mass through faith in Jesus into this great salvation that was promised to Abraham. It's amazing. So let me read the verse again. For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So not only is it a partial hardening, it's also a temporary hardening. It's only temporary until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Once the fullness of the Gentiles come in, then Israel's hardening will be removed. Her blindness will be lifted and she will see Yeshua as the Messiah and come to faith and be saved. But that's not going to happen until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. The big question that's often overlooked is is what that means, come in. What does it mean when it says when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in? Come in to what? What is Paul referring to? Well, the immediate context is the olive tree of Israel. Paul's talking about the fullness of the Gentiles coming into the olive tree of Israel. That's his immediate context. That's what he's been talking about. Let's back up a little bit. Romans eleven sixteen. If the first piece of the dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root, speaking of the tree, if the root is holy, the branches are too. But if some of the branches were broken off, if some of the branches were broken off, some, you need to underline some, that's like the word partial, partial hardening, not total, some of the branches, not all of the branches, right? Verse 17, if some of the branches were broken off and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them 
and became partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that you, that it is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. So the first thing I want to point out is that the olive tree in verse 17 is a reference to Israel. Paul is a Jew. There's antecedent theology here. As a Jew, and being in a Jewish context, in a Jewish land, in a Jewish time, there's a reference, a backdrop that would inform his readers as to what he is referring to. So when Paul talks about the the olive tree, (coughs) excuse me, when he talks about the olive tree in verse 17, he's referring to Israel. And the antecedent theology is found in the Tanakh. In fact, let me give you a, a passage referring to Israel as the olive tree. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse 16. And, and in Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse 16, God gives Israel a name. Well, he's given Israel several names, but this is one of the names or descriptor descriptors that God gives to Israel. He calls her, quote unquote, the green olive tree, the green olive tree. So Paul here is talking about this olive tree of Israel and the branches are Jewish branches and that some of the branches, not all of them, but some of the Jewish branches are broken off through their unbelief, through the rejection of Jesus as the Messiah, they're broken off. But the the Jewish uh, branches that believed, they, they remain on the tree of Israel. They remain on that tree. And the Gentiles who Paul refers to as wild olives, he says those wild olives, those Gentiles who believe in Jesus, they are grafted into those places that were broken off. They're grafted into those places alongside of the believing Jewish olive branches that remained on the olive tree of Israel. So that now the olive tree of Israel is infused with Gentile branches not just Jewish branches, but Gentile branches. And this is what's going to reinvigorate the tree and also cause the branches broken off to become jealous so that they return in faith and are grafted back into the, to the tree of Israel. It's just it's an amazing analogy that Paul gives us to understand the plan of redemption. So when the fullness of, uh, of Gentile Christians identify with their Jewish believing counterparts as the olive tree of Israel, then the hardening over the nation of Israel will be removed. And the blindness over the nation of Israel will will also be, be lifted. And then the nation as a nation will embrace Yeshua as Messiah and be saved. I think that it is the Christian Gentiles who are joining with the Messianic Jews in celebrating the written Torah as a way of life, this is what's leading to the lifting of the blindness over uh, uh, unbelieving Jewish hearts and minds being lifted so that they too will see Messiah and come to faith and be saved. So that as Paul says in verse 26, all Israel, ultimately all Israel will be saved. Just as it is written, the, the deliverer will come from Zion He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Oh, happy day. Verse 12. Now, if their transgression, speaking of Israel in the first century, Israel as a nation, 
if their transgression, transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? So for Paul, he's saying their rejection of Messiah was a stumbling in grace. They didn't fall from grace. They stumbled in grace. But their stumbling resulted in, in Jesus coming to the Gentiles and the Gentiles you know, being enriched, being blessed, being saved through faith in him. And Paul's saying if that, if that is the result of their stumbling, their rejection of Messiah, how much more will their fulfillment be? In, in other words, how much better do you think it's going to be for everyone when they come to faith in Messiah? When those unbelieving Jews, when, when Israel as a nation comes to faith in Messiah, what do you think that's going to be? It's going to be so much better. What it tells us is that within Pauline eschatology, he sees Israel coming to faith in Messiah. This is a partial hardening, not a total hardening, and it is a temporary hardening. In other words, Israel, those broken off branches, they're going to come back into faith and be grafted back into the tree and all Israel will be saved. That is an amazing eschatology, if you will. Verse 15, for if there... Israel as a nation, for if their rejection of Messiah, of course, for if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will acceptance be but life from the dead? That's a reference to that that end time uh, um, resurrection when Messiah returns again. It is a reference to the transition from this present age to the age to come. In other words, their acceptance of Messiah will transition. It will trigger the return of Messiah, the close of this age, the final judgment, and the age to come with the new heavens and the new earth. In other words, world redemption comes on the heels of Israel as a nation embracing Yeshua as the Messiah. And they're they're not going to do that until the fullness of the Gentiles, speaking of Gentile Christians, until they come back and embrace Israel as their group identity get into the tree of Israel in terms of, of re-embracing uh, 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 the Jewish roots of their faith and Torah as a way of life, when they, when they return to that, that's what's going to trigger, of course, uh, a return of Jewish people to faith in Yeshua as the Messiah. So my big question for you is this. Do you want to see Israel come to faith? Well, we can do some things that would help that process. Number one, we need to love and bless her, to love Israel today, to love and bless and support her. Number two, to identify with the olive tree of Israel. You're grafted in. You're part of the commonwealth of Israel. Through Messiah, you are connected with Israel. Begin to identify with her as being part of her. And then number three, return to the written Torah as a way of life. What does that mean? Well, the Torah has been written on your heart. If you're if you're a new covenant believer, the Torah is written on your heart. It's time to return to the Torah. We forsook that. The, the, the church turned her back on the Jewish people and, and divorced herself from uh, the Jewish people and forsook the Torah as a way of life. And then they embraced all of these pagan ways of Rome and repackaged them and assigned new meaning to them and began to carve out for themselves a whole new I'm sorry, a whole new uh, way of life, if you will. So to return to the written Torah as a way of life means 
We need to give up our pagan ways and return to God's ways. We need to give up our man-made worship days, including Sunday, and return to the Lord's Day, the seventh day Sabbath. And we need to give up our love affair with pagan holy days, decorated trees, painting eggs laid by mystical or mystical rabbits, sunrise services, etc., etc. And we need to return instead to the holy days of the Lord. Yeah, our Father in heaven has a calendar. He has holy days. And those holy days are revelations of his son, the Messiah. And they give us it gives us they give us great occasion to celebrate every aspect of who he is, what he's accomplished, and what he's going to do when he returns again. So we need to rush into God's holy days and give up the pagan days. And also, yeah, we got to give up our addiction to the pig and to uh, shellfish and to other detestable edibles and return to what God defines as food. You see, God's biblical diet will bring healing and wholeness to a soul ravished with chronic illnesses. Chronic illnesses that are directly related to our diets, which we fill with foods that God says are detestable and they're having a big effect in a negative way on our health and well-being. It's time for us to return. In returning, as Gentile Christians, we will hasten the salvation of Israel and the day of Messiah's return. So what are you waiting for? Join a Messianic congregation today and begin the journey back to the Jewish roots of your faith. Return to the Jerusalem from above. As Paul says, she is our mother. Isn't it time you come home? What are you waiting for? Google Messianic churches or Messianic congregations in your area and go and visit one. Or come and check us out. If you're in our area, check us out at graftedin.com. We hope to see you soon. That concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and in your financial giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www 
dot graftedin, that's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N dot com. God bless you and shalom.